What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. signaling, temper tantrum, and the best worst video you will see all week. It's all straight ahead on the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. So there's some really good news. If you didn't get around to it before Christmas, no worries. You still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around. Our friends at Chamonix have extended the GenuCell Christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way. Looking younger and feeling great about your appearance? Right now, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BEC35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is in Instantly upgraded to free express shipping. GenuCell.com. The code is Beck35. It is the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, so happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I normally heard on News Radio WRVA in Central Virginia. So I am looking at a video. I go to theblaze.com. I do it every morning. I do it in the midday. I do it late in the afternoon. Love theblaze.com. And I see this video of a woman who is, well, let's just say she's a little upset. Maybe she's a little more than a little upset. She's crazy. She's bat crap crazy. And she's yelling at a guy. Okay, so now every married man in America is thinking to themselves, Jeff, look, it's just like it's 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 a day that ends in why at my house. I get it. You know, my wife is angry. I did something stupid. I will apologize because, you know, I'd like to live in the same house and sleep in the same bed. No, 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 no. It's not uh, it's not a snippet into your life or my life. This is on board an airplane. And if you haven't seen the video yet, again, go to theblaze.com. You're going to see a woman who is now, uh, I believe, a guest of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, a guest of the Department of Justice, uh, who has been asked a couple of questions. She's on board an airline flight. She's yelling at a guy. Okay, so now I'm looking at it going, all right, so maybe he did something. Maybe she was sitting next to him and... and Maybe maybe he said something to her, or maybe he accidentally touched her, or maybe he intentionally touched her, and she's just outraged. Now, if any of those things were the case, I'd kind of be on her side, right? I mean, and this is this is the sad, the uh, strange thing, the sad thing. Immediately, I'm thinking, oh yeah, he did something, and then I'm I'm looking a little bit further, and as I'm watching the video unfold, I'm realizing, okay, so she's standing up, 
She's not sitting next to him. He's sitting down. He's he's trying to eat whatever it is that he's trying to eat on board this flight. And this woman is screaming at him, put your blanking mask on. And then I realize, oh, <laughs> it's one of those people. My uh, my list of those folks has grown with the uh, COVID situation, right? We now have a whole slew of amateur epidemiologists or epidemiologists or uh, infectious disease experts. Everybody now knows everything. And the folks who are the smartest, of course, are the folks who are wearing masks, even when they're not really wearing masks. So I'm looking at this woman. Now, Now understand something. And if you, again, if you haven't seen the video, would you please go to theblaze.com and you can see it? She has a mask, but <laughs> it's not covering her face. It's not covering her mouth, not covering her nose. She's wearing it like a chin strap, like she's trying to keep some giant hat on her head. And uh, she screams again and again and again, put your blanket mask on, put your blanket mask on. And he says, uh, I'm eating. Now, he's relatively calm. He's hungry, apparently. (laughs) I'm eating. Then she starts challenging him to a fight. And now I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's drunk, right? She's got to be blitzed. There's no normal human being. There's no rational person who's going to stand there, yell at a guy, challenge him to a fight. And then I'm, I'm going further and I'm realizing she's not drunk. She's not even stupid. She's empowered. Oh, she is. She's empowered. She's enabled. She's emboldened by folks like Anthony Fauci. She's emboldened by folks like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. She's emboldened because she is part of the uber left crowd that says, I know better than you do. Now, she continues to yell at him. He says to her, quote, sit down, Karen. Now, I'm not crazy about the Karen stuff because I, I think it's overused. But nonetheless, you understand what he's saying. Then you've got the, the flight attendants coming up trying to tell her, look, you got to sit down. You got to cut this out. She's the one who's causing the ruckus. And she keeps yelling at him. And then she's yelling at the flight attendants that they have to force him to put his mask on. Did I mention to you she's not wearing her mask properly? Did I mention to you that she's wearing her mask like a chin strap? Then he, she punches him. And then everybody realizes, oh, <laughs> she's going to jail. As soon as the flight lands in Atlanta, that's it. She's going to jail. But wait, there's more. As Ron Popeil used to say, but wait, there's more. She keeps screaming at him. And then she spits at him. So what do we do now? Well, she's escorted off the plane when it lands in Atlanta. FBI now takes over the investigation. She also scratched him. So what happens? No, seriously, what happens to her? Well, she'll be charged, I hope, with some sort of a crime. I hope that she will be charged to the maximum extent of the law, and I hope that she's prosecuted, I hope that she's convicted, and quite frankly, I hope she goes to prison. I don't know that I ordinarily say stuff like that. I really don't. I mean, I look at bad people in the world, and, and you know, I sit here as an ex-cop, and I'm thinking, well, everybody's got something going on. 
But I want bad people arrested and I want them prosecuted and I want them convicted and I want them to go to prison. And I look at this lady and I'm thinking, yeah, but it is bigger than her. It's everyone of the virtue signaling folks in the world right now. I actually know just a little bit about these masks, right? I'm not an expert. I, I don't want everybody to think I'm an expert, but I trained as an EMT a thousand years ago. I grew up in a home. My mom was a nurse for 30 years on a med surge floor. Man, we, <laughs> we had masks and rubber gloves everywhere in the house. And I beat everybody to the, you know, I'd like some Purell on my desk parade. Because I always had two jars of Purell on my desk. And it's not that I'm a germaphobe. It's just that I don't like germs. And I realize, my gosh, human beings, <laughs> we've got more germs than we know what to do with. So I do actually know one or two little things about the masks. Most effective, N95, made here in the United States. Certain standards that have to be observed to qualify as the N95 mask. That's like the gold standard. That's actually what I have. And I've had for years. Then there's the KN95, right? That's the, uh, that's the Chinese knockoff. Second best to the N95. And then after that, man, it's everything else. It's the surgical masks that we see everywhere now. And you know what's down at the very bottom of this? The cloth masks. Because for a lot of people who just want to remind you they're smarter than you are. Because, I mean, after all, they're leftists. And they know better than you do. And they know how you should behave. They're the ones who have embraced the mask as kind of a fashion accessory. So the cloth masks, I look at people wearing these cloth masks and I'm thinking, I know what you had for lunch. I can see a ketchup stain. There's a mustard stain. You might as well just be wearing a napkin strapped across your face. And then there are people like this brain surgeon on the plane who are wearing the mask under their chin. And you think, huh, are you really that stupid? Or, or. Are you so unbelievably smart because you qualify under the political list? And it is the second, by the way. So while we watch this play out, my friends, you and I are continually sitting back and saying, well, I don't know, I'm taking precautions for myself. I don't know if I'm on board with all of the hysteria, but I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I don't take my medical advice from Jenny McCarthy. I'm not anti-vaccine. I've got uh, my my Moderna shots, and I just got my booster shot. So, yeah, I, I believe in that. I made that decision for me. You know, my body, my choice. You remember that was all the rage for a while. My doctor and I sat down, said, hey, well, here's what the risks are from this, and here's what the risks are from that. And I respect his opinion. And then I have a whole slew of people I know who happen to be doctors. And I respect their opinion. Hey, should I? Shouldn't I? So I made the decision for myself. What I would never do, it would never occur to me to engage in this sort of infantile behavior. But this woman is simply the latest. She's the poster child for the latest. She knows better than you do. And she's going to tell you all 
about it. All right, we got a whole bunch of stuff that you and I are going to have to cover. By the way, Alec Baldwin also has a video out for Christmas. It is as demented and delusional as he is talking about all of the the letters and the emails and the cards he's received offering him support on his heart face. He's got like a little tear. And I thought to myself, now, did your wife, Hilarious, get involved in this? Did she you know, like produce the video? Is she standing off to the side or or not? So we'll, we'll, we'll address that. And what exactly is the crisis on the border and the latest insult for the Biden White House? Victor Avila is going to be with us uh, in just a few moments. Victor is a retired Homeland Security special agent, still lives on the border, sees what happens on the border every single day. And Joe Biden agrees with the let's go Brandon sentiment, or so it seems. We'll tackle that next. It is Jeff Katz. So happy to be sitting in for my friend Glenn Beck today. It is the Glenn Beck program. You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the... The shelves. Along with the lowest price offer, Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year, so it makes a great Christmas gift. You can get the standard MyPillow for $19.98, originally $69.98, a $50 savings, and the king size pillow is $10 more. Go and see all their rotating discounts, over 150 MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BECK, 800 966 3117. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. It is Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I mentioned the uh, Let's Go Brandon tagline. This is wonderful. Now, the the other evening, there's a father. Somehow he's called in or his son or daughter is called into the NORAD Santa Tracker. And I love the NORAD Santa Tracker. When my kids were younger, we used to uh, get logged into that all the time and we would watch Santa's progress around the world. It was really super cool. And even though my, my kids have aged out of that... I haven't. You know, it's that weird thing that happens, right? You're a kid and you're you're involved in well, Santa, right? And, and then you you get to a certain age. I I don't do, I, I'm not doing Santa. That's ridiculous. And then you get to another age where you go. <laughs> I love Santa. I do love Santa. And before everybody gets upset, Jeff, aren't you Jewish? I am Jewish, and I I still love Santa. Santa's for everybody, in my opinion. Santa's just representative of everything that can and should be right in the world. Really is. Santa, despite his his very poor treatment of the elves and the reindeer. And I'm still torqued, by the way, about the Rudolph special. Look, I love every one of the Christmas specials, right? And again, I'm at that age. Even though my kids have aged out of it, I watch them all. Heidi and I will sit and watch them. 
And then we've got our list of, of Christmas movies. And by the way, I heard Glenn and Pat and Stu right before they, they went on vacation talking about Die Hard. And I was sitting there thinking, man, I want to get in on this. And then I realized I'd never seen Die Hard. It's true, right? It's been out for 33 years. Could happen at any day. So Heidi and I, the other night, we've, we've wrapped up uh, Christmas Story, right? Have to watch that. It's on 24 hours uh, on Christmas Day. You can't possibly miss it. So we watch that. I love it. Reminds me of just how brilliant Gene Shepard was. And then we watched It's a Wonderful Life. It was also on this year, 24 hours. And so you couldn't possibly miss that. Absolutely love It's a Wonderful Life. And then I said to Heidi, look, we've got to watch Die Hard. No, we really do. We've got to watch Die Hard. This is the big discussion. Everybody's in on this. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? This is the movie that both of my sons have seen. And uh, they are both of the opinion, by the way, that it is not a Christmas movie. And their, their logic, their argument is this. Christmas is not an integral part of the film. That the story could have happened at any time. All it had to be was a party for that company. It didn't have to be a Christmas party. So I said, all right, we, we got to watch this. So we, we turn it on and we get, I don't know, 10 minutes into it, 15 minutes into it. And we both look at each other and we kind of shrug our shoulders. It was weird. And I said to Heidi, I said, are we going to watch this? I don't know. It's really the pacing is very 1980s and it's just, you know, it's not great. Now, I know there have been like a thousand sequels, right? Die Hard Part 897, Bruce Willis gets fitted for uh, arch supports, whatever it is. I don't know. I I don't know. Do we really want to? I said, I do. I absolutely positively want to. But we didn't finish it. So we're working on it. But I said, I believe in Santa, right? And you get to that point of that. You do. You get to that age where you sort of age out of Santa and then you age back in. And then you get to a point, like for me, where I'm thinking, man, I just love the whole thing that Santa represents, right? People are nice. People are good. They want to help other people. And I like that. So part of this is watching the NORAD tracker for Santa. So Heidi and I were logged on. We were watching it here and there. And then you could apparently call in. Well, we don't have little kids. We didn't call in. But there is a father who calls in, actually gets to speak with Joe Biden and uh, Dr. Jill Biden. And and we have a little snippet here. He he sort of winds things up and, you know, talks about let's go, Brandon. And uh, then Joe Biden agrees. Can we uh, can we hear that little clip? Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Uh, Merry Christmas. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> well, so do I, Mr. President. It's not often that I find myself in agreement with Joe Biden, but I, I do kind of agree with that. So I'm so torn on this one, right? Because there's a part of me going, yes, score one for the good guys. And then I realized that guy, oh, that could have been me. Oh, absolutely. I could have and would have said something like that. And then you know what would have happened? Heidi would have been throwing stuff at me. And every husband in America knows right now that their wife, your wife, would have been outraged had you done that. 
So this guy now is making the like the apology rounds, every media outlet that he can reach out to going, hey, hey, listen, I just want you to know, uh, I just I just thought it was funny, you know, I, and, and I, uh, I'm not a big Biden supporter, but I don't hate Biden, and, and I just want you to know, and you know as well as I do that it's his wife who has forced him to do that. But there's another little part of this, right? Joe Biden says, well, yeah, Brandon, I agree. Folks go, well, he doesn't even know what it means. Isn't that part of the story, though? He doesn't know what it means because he's so removed from the world. He has no clue. And the legacy media types, oh, my gosh, they're in meltdown. Why, that's a vulgar slur. The very same people who spent four years attacking, demeaning, insulting anyone and everyone who was connected to President Trump. All of a sudden, my, my, they're, they're just outraged. Right? This is appalling. It's, it's vulgar. Yeah. But it's also born from frustration on the part of real people. You and I get up every day and we see the gasoline has doubled in price. And you know what happens? You think to yourself, let's go, Brandon. You go to the supermarket and they're out of half and half. And you think to yourself, yeah, thanks a lot, Brandon. You want to get a gift for your kids. It's out of stock. You're thinking the same thing. What's really happening on the border thanks to Brandon? We're going to talk about that just a couple of minutes from now. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Life is about being active, whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising. You know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away, and I've been taking it ever since. And I can tell you that Relief Factor has helped me get my life back. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. Find out all about this offer and feel the difference. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. It is Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. Want to remind you, if you want to uh, get in touch, you can always look for The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. I've got all the stuff posted over there and the video we were referencing talking about uh, the the crazy lady on board the plane. Of course, you can find it at theblaze.com and all of Glenn's wonderful writings and activities, glennbeck.com. Now, every once in a while, I come across a story. And I think to myself, I've just got to share this with people. I've got, to, I've got to let people know. I happen to be very concerned with what happens on our border, right? I, I, I got three kids. I'd like to preserve the United States of America. I'd like to pass on to them a, a country, a nation. 
And so I look at the the surge across our southern border, and I see numbers. I see numbers like 600,000 folks entering the country illegally, and nobody is tested for for COVID. Now, I thought that was the biggest threat to all of us, right? I mean, we're not going to be able to work. We're, we can't go to the movies. We can't do this. COVID, COVID, COVID. But the Biden team seems to think that 600,000 illegal aliens not tested for COVID and then released into the United States, that's a brilliant idea. That's the size of the city of Boston. It's, it's the entire population of Vermont. It's insane. I mentioned the stories. That's that's a story we need to know about. There's another story we need to know about. And that's what happens to the, the brave men and women who are trying to protect us. Victor Avila is a retired supervisory special agent from Homeland Security and ICE. And he has just an, an amazing story and has a great book out. It's called Agent Under Fire. And I'm, I'm just so happy to say that uh, Victor is joining us. Victor, thanks for being part of the Glenn Beck program. Great to be with you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I want you, if you don't mind, uh, just set the scene. I've mentioned the book, Agent Under Fire. This is where most of us first become familiar with you. Uh, Tell us the story, and and then I'm going to need you to bring us up to speed on this insult from the Biden White House, okay? Absolutely, Jeff. Um, uh, You know, 10 years ago, uh, as a, a special agent with ICE, I was serving in Mexico, and uh, my partner, Special Agent Jaime Zapata, and I were ambushed by a vicious uh, Mexican uh, cartel, Los Zetas, as we were on a, uh, an official assignment. We were ambushed and shot at over 100 rounds on Highway 57, which is the main corridor between Mexico uh, City and Texas. And uh, this is the reason why I wrote this book, Agent Under Fire. And under during that ambush, uh, Special Agent Jaime Zapata tragically lost his life in the line of duty. I was shot three times and uh, survived by the grace of God. And that's the reason why I wrote this book. uh, It's unfortunate that many people still, uh, 10 years later, do not know that we have lost an agent in the line of fire protecting our homeland. And uh, this is what uh, I, I, I do now is try to bring awareness, as you know, of what is happening at the chaos at our border. It's it's beyond a crisis, and uh, let me tell you the latest. It is uh, it is nonstop. It's continuous. We have a lot of individuals coming from many many different countries, but not just the uh, what people might think. Well, the migrant workers or they want to come and do a better life. This is not exactly a lot of the people that we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of criminal elements at our southern border a lot of prior deports. These are people that have been convicted of serious crimes in our country that are illegal, uh, sex crimes, violent crimes, drug crimes that have been deported. They're all coming right back. Plus the new criminal elements, gang members, cartel members, uh, terrorists that are coming from special interest countries coming in through our southern border. This is a national security issue and a public safety issue. And um, it continues to, to, to be a, the number one issue. And that's the reason why uh, I'm running for this office of Texas Land Commissioner. 
Now, I, I, I want to talk about that because, you know, I, I'm in Virginia. We elect three people statewide, and there are states, Florida, Texas. It seems to me you elect a lot of people. So I don't even understand what the land commissioner is. Do they give you land, Victor? I mean, what exactly is the uh, uh, what is what 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 does that position do? The number one issue right now is uh, try to secure the border using our public state lands that touch that border between Texas and Mexico. And let me oh. tell you, no one uh, running this office is as battle-tested as I am and knows on the ground how it is to finally secure this border. And that's the reason why I'm doing it. Um, I will use these lands. Some of this, uh, some of these uh, lands have started to use and you might have uh, read that our governor has popped up a, a, a small section of a wall. Um, but I, I, I need to bring further information into what we, um, uh, how we place that wall, where we place it, and these vulnerable entry points. Because it's uh -huh. not just the wall. It's infrastructure. It's uh, technology. And we m must work closely with our private landowners as well, the ranchers, which I continue to be. Uh, on my trips down to the border, talk to them personally. Uh, they're fed up with the illegal activity. And as you know, Jeff, it's not just Texas that's being affected, but the rest of the country. Every state is becoming a border state. Victor Avila is joining us. Victor was a uh, special agent with uh, Homeland Security, retired as a, a supervisory special agent. His book is called Agent Under Fire. Uh, he and his partner, Jaime Zapata, were uh, were. were dealing with one of the uh, Mexican cartels. Jaime lost his life uh, during a, a, a brutal, brutal exchange of a uh, gunfire. And uh, Victor, this is the this is the thing that I just want people to hear. It's not just what's going on at the border, but you spent a lot of time trying to get justice for Jaime. And there was legislation. And, and, and then it seems to me it all kind of came to fruition. But then you got like this giant... I don't know, crazy salute from the White House, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, two years ago, the, the shooters were brought over, were extradited and charged and, uh, and sentenced to uh, two consecutive life sentences. But two years ago, they appealed that sentence and to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, which granted the, their appeal saying that the murder statute used against them was invalid because the murder happened extraterritorially, meaning happened outside, outside of the United States. And two years ago, Jeff, I could not sit here and do nothing about this. And so uh, as I've done in my career, as I will do as a land commissioner, is continue to fight. And I did that. And I got on the phone with our, with our legislators, with our senators and congressmen. And I always mention the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, who were extremely helpful in helping uh, pass this bill. We drafted mm -hmm. a brand new bill the Jaime Zapata and Victor Avila Federal Officer and Employee Protection Act. And it was passed and signed, uh, you know, it's kind of weird how this happens, but it was signed by Biden just last month. And uh, very proud of that accomplishment because now it protects our officers that serve and the family members abroad uh, protecting our homeland. Wow. So I hear that and I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, it's going to be a cool event for Victor, right? They're probably going to fly into the White House. You're going to stand next to the president. Uh, you'll get one of the pens used to sign that that legislation, making it law, because that's what they do with all of these bills. But did your invitation kind of get lost in the mail or something? 
Well, it never came. I, I was waiting. <laughs> I was on standby, literally on standby to get the call from the White House. Senator Cornyn's office had sent all the information in, not just mine, but the Zapata family as well. And literally was waiting until, but the call that I got was from someone else saying, by the way, uh, the signing ceremony is tomorrow at the White House. And the invitation never came. And let me tell you, that was very disappointing. Once I uh, got, it, it opened old wounds, you know, um, yeah. all, all this happened from the, uh, uh, the Biden-Obama administration with Fast and Furious, the guns used against us. And it just kind of reminded me that the government didn't want me back. And it hurts. It hurts. And uh, it, it really uh, helped to, um, it, to remind us that, okay, we know where this administration stands with law enforcement. But you know what? I had to focus on the positive, saying they're not going to invite us. They had this big show, Jeff, big show mm-hmm. there. But the people that must should have been there, at least the Zapata family and myself, were not present and uh, were not invited. That's it's appalling, Victor. I I thank you always for making time for us. I, I I wish you the best with everything you're doing. God willing, we'll get the chance to uh, talk again. I want to remind everybody about some websites. VictorAvilaTX.com is one of Victor's websites, and the other one, AgentUnderFireBook.com. You can learn all about Victor. You can learn all about Jaime Zapata. You can learn well. You can learn more, frankly, than you probably want to know. But it's important that you do. No. Jeff Katz, so happy to be sitting in for Glenn Beck today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The battle for our generation is taking place right now in the minds and the hearts of our children and our grandchildren. Today, millions of kids are having their ideologies shaped by these soulless machines of both Hollywood and and our own public schools. From the lessons they're taught to the books they're told to read, our kids are caught in a thick swamp of bad ideas. What do you say? It's time we do something about it. The best way I know how to combat bad ideas is to promote good ones. And you don't get a better example of that for kids than in the Tuttle Twins books. The Tuttle Twins books are an exploration of all things that make us freer, more perfect. They teach an accurate history of the United States, and they explain how things like free markets and limited government work. And they will arm your children and grandchildren with true ideals they'll need to help turn our country back around. So I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off now. They'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off today. It is Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, so happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I think I think Facebook may be doing the same thing that Twitter has done over the years. I've told you my Twitter stories, right? I I look at the numbers, and I've given up. I really have. I've just totally given up on Twitter at this point. Although, if you want to torque the people at Twitter, by all means, you can follow Jeff Cat show over there. But, you know, one day I get up, I've got, I don't know, 25, 30,000 followers, which for me, you know, little guy, Central Virginia, what's I think that's great. And then one day I get up, and it's down to five. Huh. Did I really anger 29,000 people? Now, now, make no mistake, it's a distinct possibility. Oh, I absolutely have the ability to do that, but I just don't think it happened. And so it goes back and forth and back and forth. And so finally now for Twitter, it's at this one number. And that, like, that's it. It doesn't matter how many people sign up. 
Um, and every time uh, I'm so fortunate to sit in for Glenn, and we've got a whole bunch of people that, that follow on Twitter, and the number goes up, and then an hour later, they're all gone. So I've kind of given up on that. But Facebook, I think, is doing the same thing. So I'd really love to torque the people at Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, would you follow or like whichever one is appropriate? The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. I just want to see. It's like a just a little experiment here. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. And that's the problem, by the way, with all the legacy social media folks. I mean, it really is. They, they are controlling what it is that you and I are able to say. You hear Glenn talk about this all the time. Right. The, the Great Reset. Man, it is real. And when you and I lose the ability to communicate, when you and I lose the ability to just stand up and say, hey, I don't agree with this, or I do agree with this, we really are in a world of hurt. And, and that's going to be very dangerous. No, not going to be. It is very dangerous. Can I give you a little snippet of something else that I think ties into this that's very dangerous? Remember Kamala Harris? She's the um, vice president of the United States, right? Most famous at this point, I think, because not of her accomplishments, because let's be honest, there really are no accomplishments. But just the way she dismisses every question. So there's there's there, there was, I guess, like a little puff piece that they were doing on Kamala Harris, <clears throat> excuse me, and the, and the reporter says something like, hey, so so what is your 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 biggest regret? What's your biggest worry? Take a listen to this. What do you think as you come to the end of this first year? What do you mm-hmm. think your biggest failure has been at this point? <laughs> to not get out of D.C. more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I'm melting. <laughs> That's it. It's the cackle, right? That's the part. I swear to you that everybody just, she, she laughs in this dismissive, condescending tone. And it just, I don't know, it reminds me of most of our left-wing pals in America, right? Condescending, dismissive, insulting. Now, unless I've missed something, there's nothing keeping the vice president of the United States from getting out of D.C. more. There's certainly nothing keeping her from going to the border. Didn't we hear she was in charge of the border? Wasn't that supposed to be her responsibility? I haven't seen any images of her down there. I were just chatting with Victor Avila, who is on the border in Texas. If the vice president wants his number... I'll pass it along. I really will. I'll be happy to pass it along. He could give her a great guided tour. The other day, when I was fortunate enough to be sitting in for Glenn, who'd we have join us? Mark Morgan. Really cool dude. I mean, really, really a cool guy. Morgan was the uh, chief of the United States Border Patrol under President Obama, the commissioner of Customs and Border Protection for President Trump. So nobody can accuse him of being part of the vast right-wing conspiracy. He's just an honest, straight shooter. And he said, listen, this is outrageous what's going on. So when the vice president, Kamala Harris, laughed, I should have gotten out of D.C. more. Yeah, there are a lot of us that wish you would get out of D.C. I mean, but you got three more years to go. I get it. And then I'm thinking former President Trump rides to the rescue again and kind of saves us from the disaster that we're watching unfold. Speaking of disasters, Christmas shortages, they were real. 
It's Jeff Katz sitting in today for Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program.